Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms, through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Um, to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and I am coming to you live at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, which is located in southwestern Wisconsin, USA. Tonight, we are exploring forest magic in the forms of forest enchantments. This is the third part of a series on forest magic. Tonight, we take a look at different ways of working with a forest as sacred place, as a sacred force, as a place which has magic, magical beings, and magical opportunities as part of its way of being. I'd like to begin with a chat and invite you to join in in your own way. Spirit of the forest, We call to you, Spirit of the Forest, we honor you. Spirit of the Forest, we call to you, Spirit of the Forest, we honor you. Spirit of the Forest, we call to you, Spirit of the Forest, we honor you. Spirit of the forest, watch over us. Spirit of the forest, be with us. Spirit of the forest, watch over us. Spirit of the forest, be with us. Spirit of the forest, watch over us. Spirit of the forest, be with us. Spirit of the forest, we celebrate you. Spirit of the forest, we appreciate you. Spirit of the forest, we celebrate you. Spirit of the forest, we appreciate you. Spirit of the forest, we celebrate you. Spirit of the forest, we appreciate you. So be it. I invite you now to take an inner journey with me. Find a comfortable place to be where you minimize and ideally remove distractions, where you can be comfortable, where you can connect with your own deep wisdom and connection with the divine, where you can hear the sound of my voice, where you can journey into forest as magical place. Taking some deep, slow breaths, centering yourself, and in a way that works for you, lowering your gaze, or closing your eyes. Imagine that you are in a magical forest. You are in a comfortable place in this forest and you are here to discover the magic of this forest. 
experience yourself sitting or if you prefer standing or laying down comfortably. Honor the spirit of this magical forest in your own way. Invite the spirit of this forest to be a teacher, a guide for you. Invite the spirit of this forest to aid you in connecting with its elemental dimensions. Connect with the sacred earth of the forest. Feel the ground. Experience the ground, the sacred earth beneath you. Experience that ground as a place of centering, of nurturance, a foundation for sitting, standing, laying down, walking. Align yourself with the sacred earth of this forest. And the power of the sacred earth flows in you and around you. And let a word a phrase and or an image come to you. Sacred Earth connecting with you. Give thanks for the Sacred Earth. Now experience the sacred air of the forest. Breathing in and out, experience forest aroma. Aroma in the air around you. Aroma, they carry scent of trees, of creatures, of flowers, of other vegetation. And experience the sacred air of forest as a gentle breeze. Hear the breeze. Experience the breeze. Let your mind and your thoughts connect with the sacred air of forest. Be aware that as you are breathing in and out in this magical forest, that you are but one of many forms of life that are part of this magical forest environment. Be one with the sacred air of forest.
And let the sacred forest now bring to you a word, a phrase, and or an image that you can use now and in times to come to connect with the sacred air of magical forests. Give thanks to the sacred air of magical forest. And now be aware of moisture in this forest environment. This may take the form of moisture in the air, humidity, it may take the form of a mist that rises up and is part of this magical forest around you. It may take the form of dewdrops or a light, healing, nurturing. Rain. Be one with the sacred water of magical forest. Experience it as nurturing you, nurturing all of life there. Feel the sacred water of magical forest. Feel it interacting with the moisture that's part of your own body. And the water of feeling and mood of emotions that are within you. Experience comfort and nurturance with the sacred forest. And invite the sacred forest, sacred water, to bring you a word, a phrase, and or some image that can strengthen your connection with the sacred water of magical forest. And give thanks to the sacred water. And you connect with the sacred energy, what some would call the spirit of fire, as light, as sunlight, magical sunlight streaming through leaves of trees and vegetation, filtering through the moisture around you, the breezes, flowing down to the sacred earth, connect with sacred light of magical forest. Feel the power of the sky above. The sky at daytime with sunlight. the sky at nighttime of starlight and moonlight, planetary light, cosmic light. 
as you draw in the sacred light of magical forest, you experience yourself being energized awakened to deeper ways of being with magical forest and in the next few moments of quiet the sacred light brings you a word, a phrase, or an image that you can focus on to deepen your connection with the sacred light of magical forest. And give thanks. Now imagine yourself extending your arms out as you continue your connection with the elemental dimensions of this sacred forest. And as you extend your arms out around you, you experience the spirit of forest community the essence of forest that is sacred earth, sacred air, sacred water, sacred light. You are part of the sacred circle, the sacred spirit that is the forest, the magical forest, the enchanted glade, the green wood, the Holy Grove, be one with the community of life that interconnects all in the magical forest. And as you take your hands to your heart, you take that all in, you integrate that, you touch your hands now to the center of your forehead, and then to the area close to your navel, experiencing yourself, deepening your connection with spirit of forest in this magical place. Know that when you have need to connect with magic of the elements and of forest, that you can use this form of inner journey to be present, to be balanced, to deepen forest wisdom. And as you connect again with what words, phrase, and or symbol that you've been given that you received with each of these elemental forces, know that they too can be an aid to you in magical forest work, in forest enchantments, connecting with sacred earth, sacred air, sacred water, sacred light, sacred
sacred spirit of forest community. Give thanks to the sacred earth, sacred air, sacred water, sacred light, sacred spirit, sacred community. Give thanks to this magical forest. And know you can return and you can work with this sacred place within your own consciousness when you are in need of forest magic and enchantment. And as you take some deep, slow breaths and return to a more waking state of consciousness, I invite you to reflect on what this experience was like for you. Forest enchantments happen within our own consciousness. They happen through guided journeys and meditations, such as we've just done. They can happen in actual locations that you physically visit. They can happen through storytelling and other bardic arts. They can happen in cyberspace with connections in that way. When we talk about forest enchantments, we can work with forest of many types and in many ways. I'd like to share with you some additional thoughts and experiences with forest enchantments. When I was very young, growing up in the greater Washington, D.C. area in the 1950s, a type of youth amusement place emerged. It was called the Enchanted Forest, near Ellicott City in Maryland. And although that place is no longer as it was when it opened, um, some of its buildings and its legacy you can still connect with online, and indeed some of the buildings got moved to a petting zoo of sorts, I have many good memories of my time at this place known as the Enchanted Forest. There were a variety of different scenes and places in this area that were right out of European folk tales. So uh, Cinderella's castle, a Hansel and Gretel um, sugary gingerbread house place, things from Mother Goose, things from fairy tales, from a number of different cultures, some Germanic, some English folklore, and we had the opportunity as young people, as children in this place, to experience depictions of the bardic tales, the fairy tales that we learned and heard as we were growing up. It was part of culture at that time. And although Enchanted Forest of that type no longer exists, there's actually some other places in the world that have taken that theme park idea and have used forest environments to create a world where humans can go into a forest for some fun and some magic. Not too far from that part of the greater uh, Washington, D.C. metropolitan area is a place where there is a renaissance fair, and I have gone there from time to time over the years. 
this is another kind of enchanted forest where the Renaissance and the form of a village has sprung up. And certainly in pre-pandemic times when I visited this, it was a place to connect with artisans, craftspeople, diviners, readers, musicians, uh, storytellers, all sorts of artisans, shopkeepers, and um, feasting happened, jousting happened. It was time travel in a magical forest. And I've gone to Ren Fairs and a variety of other places across the USA over the years, but this particular one in um, the D.C. area in Maryland has been one of Crownsville, this name of the area, is really one of my favorite ones. And part of it is tied in with some ancestral land connections I had from some of the people I descend from that lived in that part of Maryland in the 16 and 1700s. I, I have found that going to some type of theme park in a forested area combines imagination in a variety of ways, another way of doing forest magic. I live in a forest. I live in a mostly oak forest. There's a variety of trees, a variety of different types of oaks, and there are also, also maples and walnuts and birches and just a wide variety of trees, mostly in oak forest, and oaks are really special to me. And dwelling in a forest, I have come to learn about how the forest changes throughout the morning, the afternoon, the evening. The sounds of creatures, insects, as well as birds and other creatures. To me, that is a kind of magic, to witness and be part of the community of life as it moves through the daily cycle and moves through the yearly cycle as well. We're in the depths of summer as I do this forest enchantment um, presentation. And one of the wonderful things about forest enchantments in the summertime where I live, fireflies. To be able to be out at night and to see glows of the fireflies as I walk and as I journey physically around the different parts of the forest. Certainly, fireflies and the idea of what some people call fairy lights, the mystical forms of light orbs, will-of-the-wisp, also you'll find in folk tales about forests forest enchantments. It really adds a dimension to the forest experience, not knowing where one may pop up and how many one might encounter. To have those types of magical lights, yes, the firefly is an actual insect that has this ability to put out these glows. But the way of being able to be present and to experience that is a kind of magical experience. So forest enchantments can take a lot of different forms. Being in tune with a forest environment physically, emotionally, intellectually, energetically, spiritually, working with each of those elements as dimensions of our own consciousness can deepen our connections with nature as a whole and forest in particular. Being able to work with forest magic within your own consciousness to actually project yourself through your imagination, 
into a forest within your mind. This can be useful for stress dispelling as well as for creative inspiration. And of course, another way of connecting with forest magic is through the arts, documentary films, YouTube videos, podcasts, paintings, songs, sculptures, being able to work in forest environments that are crafted, created, is another amazing way of resonating with consciousness exploration of forest environments. I'd like to share with you now some things to keep in mind when you consider forest enchantments. If you plan to physically go to a forest to do a ritual, a meditation, to quest for some object that you will use as a ceremonial tool, to do wild crafting. There's a variety of different reasons one might go into a forest. It is good before you physically journey there to figure out your purpose, your attention, Gather what you need for your experience and take along an offering. It could be an offering of words or some water or mead or cider or juice or tea, something to give to the forest. Know about the forest before you visit and you may want, even before you leave to go to the forest, to do a short meditation where you journey to the forest in your mind and you honor the forest as a living being and that you call out to the forest spirit to be your guide, get a sense of connection with that forest spirit. How do you know if you've connected with the forest spirit or if you've just made it up in your consciousness? Well, using your imagination is a way of establishing a connection with forest. I know for myself, when I am going beyond the cognitive constructs of working through some intellectual exercise and actually get into a mystical state, I become more calm, usually, and I often get some kind of inner knowing that I've not only tapped into the divine within myself, but I'm making a connection with that part with myself, with the part that connects us with other dimensions and with other forces. And as you prepare to go and put out a hello to the forest spirit, pay attention to what information might come to you that way. And if you get some suggestions or some warnings or some um, creative inspirations, make a note of them and check them out before you go. If you get a sense that that's what you need to do when you get to the forest, um, and I do this whether I'm going in for a short period of time or I'm going to be there. Some, some of the festivals that I speak at, not only ones that Circle Sanctuary um, puts on at our nature preserve and our big pagan spirit gathering when we hold that in person, typically there is a forest environment connected with that. But other events that I speak at, often are in forested areas or there's a forest nearby. So upon arriving, and it isn't like you have to do a really long ritual about it, but just pause a few moments and make that connection physically when you actually arrive. 
And as you do forest enchantment work, be aware that developing your own intuition as well as your critical thinking and having them work in harmony with each other is really a great way to go. You want to be able to have enough sense of to flow, but you also want to be able to be alert when you need to take action on things. So one of the important things to do with any kind of forest enchantment magical work is to do a bit of planning. Then when you are in the forest, making that connection, and then going, going about and doing what you are planning on doing, going for the ritual or taking part in the festival. I do think it's really important that before you leave that you express appreciation in some way, that you give thanks, and that can take the form of pouring a libation um, at the base of a tree or if it's a forest, such as Circle Sanctuary, most of Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, the majority is forest. We have a variety of different sacred areas there. One of our areas is a stone circle, which is within a grove of oak trees. So something that people do at our land is go up to the stone circle for individual meditations and then to place a stone in the ring as an offering as an expression of appreciation for the land, and to send a well-wish off to planet Earth as a whole. And once you have completed your work, taking time to reflect and give thanks, and then journey back and um, spend a few moments immediately after return and in the next couple days paying attention to your dreams to your meditations, to flashes of insights, because when you do magical work in a magical forest, it's not just at the time and space that you're doing this. You enter a realm that's beyond time and space, and when you return to the here and now, that there can be a kind of time release effect. Sometimes you continue to have guidance, and things come to you long after you have completed your physical journey. Now, what rings about enchantments with a forest? If you look into folk tales from a number of different ages and places and cultures, there are stories of some forest having a spell cast over it, or in some cases, Something dramatic, and too often traumatic, has happened in a forest environment, and there may be psychic residue of that that you may have to contend with, which is why it's good to do a bit of research about a place that you're going to be going to that you haven't gone to before, and to have um, more than one technique to keep yourself centered and if you get a sense that you're connecting with an area that's not good for you to be at, to have a good way of being able to exit that area. I'm not saying um, this cautionary piece to create discouragement from going into a forest, but, you know, forests have a real mixed reputation in folklore. They're a place of sanctuary and refuge. Think about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, they took her in because she was being hunted. Well, they gave her some comfort, and in that case, um, she had a forest as a refuge. However, sometimes a forest is something with quite a bit of danger in it, physically and magically, and many tales especially from European folk tale sources, a hero goes into the forest 
and encounters some dangers and challenges. And part of the development of that hero, Joseph Campbell would call it the hero's quest, is to be able to develop character, to develop skills, innovation, and to grow and transform, become better as a result of going through a kind of ordeal. So a forest itself may have a long history of a place where magical, mystical, and what some people would call paranormal things happen. I actually, um, when I hear words paranormal and supernatural, I understand how those words are being used by many people, but I actually see the mystical part of forest and of life in general is actually being normal, but perhaps not something that everyone experiences intentionally. So I see it as part of the natural world, the mystical dimensions of things. And it is a good idea as one does forest enchantment work going to a forest that has magical history connected with it, to be able to discern good timing and good process before going, and to maintain a kind of awareness while you're in the environment, so that if you get a sense that you need to move on or leave, that you are able to do that. So a compass is a good thing to take when you're physically going into a magical forest. Now, some people have a compass on their phone. I'm kind of old school in that if you're going to be needing some direction, don't necessarily expect that your cell phone is going to work, especially if you're going into a place that has a long history of magic and mystical experiences because sometimes the dynamics connected with that don't um, necessarily, they aren't always conducive to electronics working properly. So sometimes you get a surprise and things work better than you thought they might. So I do think it's good to be able to be aware of where you're going and how you come out, have a plan, go with a friend if you can, or at least let a friend know where you're going to be. And my experiences in forest have been very positive, and I, um, I live in a forest. I love forest. I think it can be one of the most magical ways of nurturing spiritual growth as well as broadening our awareness of being part of the greater circle of nature that we're all part of by spending time in a forest. And of course, part of the lore and magic of forest, the forest prime evil. And yes, there are some old growth forests that still exist on planet Earth. May they be protected. And more people are becoming aware of the need to protect forests, not only ones that specifically have religious and magical purposes, but forests as a part of the environment, as part of the lungs of life here on planet Earth. So as you consider forest enchantments, be aware that forests have their own kind of energy about them. And just because you've gone into one type of oak forest doesn't mean you're going to experience the same kind of energy. And going to an oak forest, perhaps 10 or 20 miles away, even if they're in the same um, environmental zone, there's a whole cluster of different dynamics that combine to bring about a sense of forest. To know a bit about the history, um, be aware that 
and learn the folklore about the forest too, if there is some. Now, some forests have enchantments, not so much that the environment itself is the magical piece, but there is one or more beings that dwell in the forest that um, bring the enchantment to the forest. Now, in folklore, these might be the fae, the fairy folk. It might be some magic-making beings. Now, there are also monsters and um, creatures that perhaps are pretty fierce that you need to watch out for. Spirits of the dead and ghosts, you name it. Lots of different supernatural, what some people would call, or mystical beings, which I prefer to call them. And deities, one or more divinities, goddesses, gods, um, nature spirits, ancestral beings, ancient ones that once dwelled in the forest. There is a whole spectrum of types of magical creatures that can be in a forest. And not only those that might take anthropomorphic forms, more humanoid-looking forms, but plants of many types, trees, tree spirits, and creatures, actual creatures, but sometimes the spirit of a type of creature may make itself available and present to you. Um, in the form of a physical creature. So there's the magical beings of a forest. And then there are items in a forest that can be used for magical work. Some people will get a wand out of a forest from fallen wood that's along a path in a nature trail. Some might have a feather come to them. Some may be able to go into a forest to do some wild crafting. I have a whole podcast on magical wild crafting, and I'll just summarize by saying that it's important if you do wild crafting in a forest environment, make sure that you have an understanding of good plant identification and know the protocols for wild crafting in that forest environment and ultimately develop a method where intuitively you can connect with the spirit of the plant that you're doing wild crafting of and get some guidance that way. If you see a plant that you're looking for but it's the only one, leave it. We want to make sure that um, you do not wipe out the only plant or a plant that might be rare in that context. So you have to do with wild crafting. Um, do your homework, get prepared, and um, be respectful. And know that those plants aren't there just for you or for humans, that there may um, Chances are there's other beings that are interacting with that plant as part of living in the forest, dwelling in the forest. What are some other things about forest enchantments to keep in mind? Ritual. So what are rituals to do in a forest? If there is an established sacred site in a forest setting, um, for example, our microlithic stone circle at Circle Sanctuary Nature Preserve, then learn about the protocols for it and go visit and do ritual there. If you do not know of any ceremonial places that have been specifically developed to be ritual areas, well, you may have a guidance that guides you to a particular place where you do ritual there. Often that can take the form of doing a ritual by 
an old tree. And why an old tree? Well, there is a wisdom that comes from being present from a tree that's been around for a long time that has survived um, through storms and um, different seasons and other conditions. So one of the traditions is to go to a, a, a large tree in the forest. Or there may be a waterfall or a spring or a pond or a river or some other water feature within a forest environment that calls to you as a place to do ritual work. Some forests have caves and or rock shelters. Be sure that you have some understanding about entering the earth and doing cave work if you're going to do ritual in that space. Um, ideally, go with someone and have some illumination as part of that work. And you may find that as you enter a forest to go do ritual, you, once you are strengthening your connections, making that connection and, and sustaining your connection with the forest as a whole, you may be guided to a place where you can do ritual. Now, there's plenty of folklore about what can happen with humans who get led astray in a forest. So I do think discernment is an important thing to do as you do enchanted forest work and know yourself. That was a, a motto that was part of the wisdom from ancient Greek paganism, in particular the Eleusinian mysteries, know yourself. Know what your own inner wisdom, what's coming from a deep place within you, and what may be coming from some other sources. It takes time and effort to do that. What are some rituals in a forest that one can do? Healing. Healing for self, healing for others, and given the fact that forests are under threat in many parts of the world, going into a forest specifically to do work for healing of that forest, sometimes that may take the form of political eco-activism where one gives some corrective feedback to those that might be harming a forest. That's a whole other podcast. However, there's different ways of being able to work in forest environments. Rituals of thanksgiving, rituals of exploration, rituals of transformation, going into a forest as a way of sorting through different dynamics happening within yourself, going into a forest with others to celebrate the full moon, other special cycles of the moon to celebrate the seasons, other fabulous ways of doing forest magic. And certainly, some of us that have good access to a forest, and I enjoy having the opportunity to be able to walk out into a forest and around my home or if I'm visiting one, to be able to have direct connections with different types of plants and creatures, the forest as a whole, to gather ingredients for charms, for herbal teas, a variety of wonderful things can happen in a forest environment. So we've taken a look at some rituals, we've taken a look at some meditations, we've talked a bit about forest magic as a whole. 
I'd like to conclude this part of Forest Enchantments with an impassioned plea that as part of our own personal work that we find at least one way that we can help bring about preservation for forest environments. Whether they have specifically had a history of sacred use by humans or not. Learn about what's happening with forests in our world and be part of the solution, not the pollution. Certainly if you are walking in a forest environment, a very basic thing you can do is if you're walking along the path, if you see human garbage there, aluminum can, especially if there's some plastic or whatever, pick it up. I always carry some kind of bag with me when I'm visiting a forest for the first time. And not that I'm trying to be garbage detail for the whole forest. However, I do think us as humans need to be aware that forests are their own kind of environment and we should be more evolved than just littering in the forest. So that's a very simple thing that one can do. I also think donating to places that care for forests, a nature preserve such as Circle Sanctuary does, there are people that donate to us, or a nonprofit organization, a religious organization, um, so in the U.S., our donations to us are tax-deductible. Donate to one or more places that's caring for a forest, that's actually preserving forest. And for us, it's not just protecting the green space, but we're engaged in ecological restoration. And I do think it's important to support those who are doing forest preservation work there's an album called The Green Album that was put out a number of years ago. And some of the proceeds from that album go to purchasing and protecting rainforest. So there's a variety of different options that are available for doing some forest preservation and protection work. I also think it's important to communicate with others about the need to protect forests. A long history in forest magic is the idea of forest guardian. Indeed, in some traditions, such as Scottish folklore, the particular forest spirit might have a particular name. And one would resonate and connect with that forest spirit as one did work in that forest. And in some Slavic areas of Europe, the idea of forest guardian present there. In ancient Greece, part of the ancient Greek religion had dryads, female tree spirits. Well, not only are there forests spirits and tree spirits in folklore, we as humans can take on a kind of forest guardian role to help protect the forest on our planet. And during this time of climate change, we need to be aware that it's even more important to take larger actions and be engaged in processes to bring human change to climate change, to mitigate what humans are doing that are causing these intense forest fires that are happening across the world. And one of the things about forest enchantments something old 
and something very here and now. There are different ways of making magic with forest and on behalf of forest. So it is my hope that we all can grow in our own spiritual journeys of working with forests in sacred ways and that we can collaborate with each other and with others in protecting and preserving forest environments for future generations for our planet as a whole. Spirit of the forest, we call to you. We honor you. We celebrate you. We appreciate you. Live long and prosper. So be it. Thank you all who have been watching live on my Selena Fox Updates page on Facebook and listening live on my Nature Spirituality podcast, CSNT, that Circle Sanctuary's Internet Radio, and thanks to everyone who will be tuning in later. May we all take support and wisdom from the forest in our lives, in our imaginations, in our magic, in our spirituality, now and in times to come. So be it. Come follow me, 
come dance with me. Come with me to the greenwood groves of magic there to see the Lord of the Wild with his fairy kin. Deep within the greenwood grove, we'll dance the magic ring. Sanctuary Network Podcasts, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connected to the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash csnpodcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings.